Hey friends, welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. Thanks so much for listening in. Well, this week I'm going to tackle the top three frequently asked questions that I've received from homeschooling military families. All three have been answered in more depth in previous podcast episodes, but I'm hoping that by bringing all three frequently asked questions together in one podcast, that you'll find it helpful and easy to find them in one place and refer back to. If you have a question that I don't address today, you can email your question to me at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com. I would so love to connect with you. All right, so let's dive in. Our first question today is, how do I start homeschooling? Probably one of my most frequently asked questions. On a previous podcast, I gave a more in-depth how-to guide than I will here. And if you want to listen to that episode, it's episode number nine, How to Start Homeschooling Checklist for Military Families. I'll be sure to link to it in my show notes for this episode. In the meantime, here's a quick five-step guide to get you started homeschooling. First, Find out the legal requirements for homeschooling in your area. Homeschooling laws vary from state to state and even at times from school district to school district. So it's important that you do your research. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association, also known as HSLDA, is a fantastic resource for this. I'll also be sure to link to them in my show notes. Next, research curriculum options. There are so many different homeschooling curriculum options available today. So it's good to do your research and find one that will work for your family. There are a few things you should keep in mind when choosing curriculum, such as the age of your child or children, their learning style, and your homeschooling goals. Step number three. Devise a flexible homeschool schedule. Military families often have very hectic and changing schedules. I know I do. So find a homeschooling program or curriculum that can work around your busy lifestyle. Also consider curriculum as a tool rather than a dictator to your homeschool day. As parent and teacher, you get to customize it to fit your child's educational needs and your family's schedule. Step number four, create a support system. Talk to other homeschooling families and consider joining a homeschooling association or co-op. These groups often offer activities, field trips, and social events. There are many homeschool groups and forums that are available online, and these can be a great resource for advice and support and just to continue having that support throughout each PCS. But you might also want to consider joining a local homeschooling group. This can provide you with valuable resources and support from other homeschooling families in your area. And then step number five, check out homeschool curriculum fairs and attend a homeschool conference. Curriculum fairs allow you to see different homeschool curriculum options and meet other homeschooling families. 
homeschool conferences offer workshops, keynote speakers, and exhibits. They're a wonderful way to learn more about homeschooling as well as to connect with other homeschooling families. Okay, so now for our next frequently asked question. Question number two, can we use home of record when declaring or registering our homeschool? Well, the quick answer here is unfortunately no. The more, the longer explanation is you're not able to use home of record when registering that you homeschool unless it's a state where you're currently actively living and residing in. Otherwise, you must use your current address in the locale where you're actually residing for 30 days or more. When PCSing to a new state, you're required to follow the homeschool regulations for that state. Some states are very easy to homeschool in, which is great, and you may not even be required to declare that you're homeschooling while living in that state. Other states do have stricter regulations, but regardless, you still cannot declare a more relaxed state as your home of record and then use those regulations as you and your homeschooled children live in a more regulated state. If you are living and homeschooling somewhere for 30 days or more, you're required to abide by the homeschool laws in that particular state. However, just to give you some encouragement, because I know that can seem a little bit discouraging. Even if you have PCS orders in hand to a highly regulated state, you may be pleasantly surprised once there to find that it's not all that bad. Many states in highly regulated areas have lots of resources for homeschoolers because they tend to band together and work together as a community. Now, I worried when we received orders to Hawaii after being stationed in Texas. Texas had basically no regulations to worry about at all, and it was super easy to homeschool there. Hawaii was much more regulated, but in the end, it actually was really easy to homeschool there. Then when we PCS to South Carolina, which also was more regulated, now, most homeschoolers there, including us, ended up joining a homeschool association to make sure that we were correctly abiding by the state regulations. However, that ended up being such a blessing to me as not only did they provide many resources and information about homeschooling opportunities in our area, which I wouldn't maybe have known about otherwise, but they also prepared transcripts for my high schoolers, which saved me the work. I am praying that this is also the case for you. If you're heading to a more regulated state, that you will find it a blessing. Natalie Mack, Military Outreach Coordinator for HSLDA, was a recent guest of mine on the podcast and answered this question on episode 21, Practical and Legal Aspects of Homeschooling for Military Families, which I'll link to in the show notes. All right, and now on to my last but not least frequently asked question about homeschooling from military families and was also answered more in depth in episode 21. All right, question number three, can we homeschool when stationed overseas and how? 
Yes, military families may be able to homeschool overseas. However, it's important to note that the family must be on the sponsor's orders. If your sponsor or service member has unaccompanied orders to, say, Korea, and you choose to accompany him but are not on the orders, then this will not pertain to you. If you find yourself in this situation, consider contacting an attorney at Homeschool Legal Defense Association who can give you legal advice on if and how to homeschool in that situation. Now, if you and your children are on your sponsor's orders, and let's say the sponsor gets orders to Germany, and you as a family go and are also included on the orders, if it's a country like Germany that has the SOFA, which is capital letters S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, F as in Frank, and A as in Alpha, SOFA is the acronym for Status of Forces Agreement. Now, on episode 21, explains that the U.S. military has these agreements with different countries, basically saying that the military is there, and these are the things the military can do and can't do, and those who are stationed there on behalf of the U.S. military. If you're stationed to a country that has a Status of Forces Agreement, then you can homeschool because the Department of Defense Education Activity, DODIA, has no governance, no regulation over homeschooling. Basically, this means they acknowledge that it's the right of the military family to choose to homeschool. And so you can homeschool over there and you don't have to register with any state, not your home of record, not your previous state of residence. You don't have to register at all. So if you receive overseas orders and you and your children will be included on the orders with your sponsor, check to see if that country has a has SOFA or Status of Forces Agreement with the U.S. military. All right, well, I said that those were my top three, but I want to throw a couple more in there that I get from time to time and give some guidance on that. So bonus questions that I'm throwing in today and I'm going to touch on are, first, um, one of those questions are, some states require an annual review of portfolios. If you PCS to a state that does that while they're in the middle of the school year, how does that work? And then before answering that question, I'm going to go on to the next one. When we travel with a spouse, TDY, say for instance, six states in a year, over 30 days in most states, and don't have an actual address, where can I file or register for homeschooling? The current state that we're in does not honor our PO box address. Both of these questions really need to be answered by a knowledgeable attorney in homeschool laws. If this is a question in some form or fashion that pertains to you, I recommend that you contact the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, who will be able to answer these questions for you based on the specifics of your situation. And I will be sure to include a link to HSLDA in my show notes as well. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for joining in, friends. 
If you have a question that I, that I didn't answer or just want to connect with me, email me at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com. You can find my show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com and connect with me on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at militaryhomeschoolpodcast. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. And I invite you to join me again next week for another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week.